0: This is the intro song for my asshole brain.
1: (laughs) I'm Amanda. I'm Stephanie. And this is... My asshole brain. Yay, we did it. Oh my God. (laughs) All right, and now that we finally got the intro right, we're done, right? We can move on. Done. All right, cut.
0: (laughs) Because we can edit. That's
1: true. All right, so this time we are discussing anger, wrath, one of the seven deadly sins, uh, righteous indignation, and all that good stuff, rage, rage against the dying of the light, and the effects that that can have on people because... Dying light or rage? Uh, well, both. I mean, the dying light has a, a pretty permanent Because effect. you walk
2: into stuff and stub your toe, and then you're pissed off, so rage. Full circle.
1: Sure. Yes. Let's go with that.
0: (laughs) A very practical application. It sounded good.
1: The uh, science says, if we're going to start out with the science, says that um, rage can actually be addictive because we have a very similar reaction to that as we do to other emotions like fear, which we've discussed previously. That triggers adrenaline, and therefore we like the rush. So people get a rush from anger and they can like that rush and it gives them a charge and gives them energy and because of that people can become accustomed to the feeling that they get and therefore seek to continue to feel that that anger and there's a lot of different ways that it can manifest itself certainly there are people who lash out physically there are people who lash out verbally. Um, there are some people who just like to post rants on social media. <laughs> you get that, that kind of that reputation for having a fiery
2: personality, especially if it's, you know, your rage is uh, tied to politics. She's, she's fiery. She believes in her causes and things like that. Yeah. And while that can be good, that you know doesn't change the fact that you're still
1: pretty pissed off all the time. Yeah, <laughs> grumpy think... and
2: maybe a little, uh, a little over the top.
1: Well, I think what's interesting to me is that I have found anger to actually be a very positive emotion in certain circumstances because it's a wonderful motivator. In fact, it's anger that has created a lot of change that we've had within our society. Like, if you didn't have people getting outraged over racism and civil rights or LGBTQ rights, you wouldn't have protests, which would lead to the different types of change we have in legislation and more acceptance and more understanding. If the cavemen hadn't been pissed off about walking everywhere, we never would have gotten a wheel. (laughs) So, there's If they hadn't gotten tired of raw meat, we would have never had fire. Exactly. So, um, anger is actually, can be a very positive tool, not just for individuals, but also for society, because it inspires a certain amount of change. Because if you don't have that frustration, if you don't get to the point where you're just fucking fed up with how things are, with the status quo, then you're never going to... Progress because you are content with how things are.
2: Right, and there's, you know, like you said, it's a catalyst for change. There's a difference between people that are just always angry and always complaining, but that seems to be their goal. Their goal is to be angry. Their goal is to complain. Yeah. There is no, there's nothing productive.
1: Yes. Yeah, they don't want
2: to change. Yeah, productive anger is where you get that. Yes, stuff and in that.
1: Those... Yeah, and that, and so there's a lot of times people are like, oh, anger is toxic. Anger is bad. Not always anger can not make. when it's used in a, a correct format yes however for whatever that means you when when it's channeled into something good anger is and that's something along with stress yeah. and we've talked about that before when we were talking about like anxiety and our in the first one and fear it's another thing where it's really about perspective so if you view anger as something bad and toxic then that's probably the impact that it will have well, on your life kind of a general that's all emotions
2: are that way i just as a personal aside i have a tendency to kind of you know when people talk about emotions i in general view emotions as a bad thing because i sort of think of the negative and that's think thing all emotions have a positive aspect whether that's stress or anger in this yeah. conversation there are two sides to every emotion and there are productive things about them and anger definitely
1: Yes, and I, I may have said this before, but I feel like every positive thing about me is just like the flip side of every negative thing about me. So passion for me is often a positive version of anger. Like if I'm feeling very strongly about something and I'm passionate about it. There still might be an element of anger there, but it's one that allows me to pursue something I might have been able, I might have been too afraid to. So it allows me to overcome fear. It gives me courage to power through and do what I have to do because I'm outraged or I'm angry or I'm, I want, I'm frustrated and angry enough with the situation I'm in that I want to create change. Right. So I don't want to
2: stay this way. I don't want things to remain right. this way. I want something different and the only way that's going to happen is using this. In a constructive way. Yeah,
1: and for me, anger has been a great catalyst in that way. And some other people are very afraid of anger because they see it as something that's very destructive. And when you've been around people for whom it is destructive or whose anger has been destructive for you, it makes complete sense that people would be afraid of it. I grew up in a household with people who were very, very angry. I often played, for for the first several years of my life, was either the peacekeeper trying to just, like, be the good one who didn't incite anger and just kind of, if I could, facilitate people getting along. Or the mediator. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen a lot within my family because I was the youngest. For me, it was like, I'm just going to be good. I'm going to stay under the radar. I don't want to invite that anger on me. So, I guess, like, in the scope of things, it was like, absolutely. But I was golden child only because it was like, I, I don't want people mad at me. Right. And so I'm just gonna do whatever I can to not invite that type of attention. And I was very
2: much raised like where anger was always kind of irrational and like used in a blame way, like, Mm -hmm. oh well this thing that happened is probably your fault and so I kind of cower at anger, whether it's justified or not, and I myself am a person i d don't really get angry. Like my anger is never external, it's always internal. So I tend to turn anger on myself and don't necessarily... Which is d- depression. Years ago,
1: my mom said, well, the definition of depression is anger turned away. Yeah. And it's always been one of
2: those things. I'm like, if I
1: could find a way to turn how pissed off I am... <laughs>
2: Outward, I mean, I'd like, stop I probably, being so fucking I'd, depressed. Right, <laughs> and I would probably be very, like, way more productive and successful, but that also sounds like a lot of work. I so. don't know
1: that that's true, too, because as someone who spent a lot of time blaming others and being angry at other people, I I mean, to be fair, I also take up my full share of blame as well, quite regularly. As you should. I should. I should. Well, I mean, to be quite honest, I do think we should all be hold ourselves accountable, or else you're right. never going to learn and grow, but. As someone who spent a great deal of time and still spends a great deal of time being angry at other people, it's not always, I don't know that it's preferable or superior to turning that anger on yourself because both can be quite damaging. Right. I'm going to say there's, again, it's the
2: balance. Yes. Having, you know, having, being frustrated with yourself is a natural thing. Being furious and angry at yourself is maybe a bit over top. Being
1: Wanting Fresh. to punish yourself is probably right. taking it too far, right? Because you know you need to be able to forgive yourself and recognize that you make right. mistakes. Because just again, like you else know, does. like
2: flogging yourself because you've done something wrong and raging at yourself still isn't productive. And you can argue it's even kind of an escape. Like, well, you know, I'm like, oh, I messed up. I'm a horrible person. But that doesn't that doesn't change anything.
1: No, and I'll see people I'm who... I'm like, I'm a
2: horrible person. Okay, what are you going
1: to do about it? Well, nothing. There's nothing I can do about a I've horrible been, person. I've in, or I think that they feel like, well, as long as I've confessed it, then that's all I needed to do. I don't actually have to change the fact that I'm a horrible person. I just have to acknowledge it. And, you know... That's to, how that's <laughs> what my, that's what my father is, honestly.
0: Sorry if you're listening to this, Dad. You won't, but in case. Or if well, somebody she, else tells you about it. I'm sorry. You broached the subject. I'm sorry. Male. The male viewpoint. You're supposed to be strong. And it doesn't matter when you're raised as a guy you have to be strong you have to bring your viewpoint forward and if you have to get mad about it if you have to get angry in order to get your point across and in and, and order to win the day if you feel that we're told to do that and not apologize for it and not feel bad the two of you have actually talked about the point of, of having those moments and then apologizing sorry I had them let's not ignore the fact that there is a huge disparity between when we talk about anger with how a woman raised, even in today's society,
2: treats it compared to how a guy treats it. Women aren't supposed to be angry. You're supposed to be.
1: If you're angry, you're a harpy or a shrew or or a bitch. bitch. I mean, I had, you're supposed to be demure or you're supposed to be gracious about it. I mean, let's, there was a period of time where I kind of had that reputation because when I would get frustrated... Which Should we tell her that hasn't changed? I, I don't really give a shit anymore. <laughs> but um, when you're in a situation where you're a happier person, those events don't arise. Right. The problem was when, when I was faced with situations that made me frustrated or unhappy, I would address them, to be quite honest, not always either in the best way or in the correct circumstances. When you have to wonder if the
2: people that like in certain situations where those things come up and if those person those people considered you, you know, being a harpy or being a shrew or being unpleasant. That you can argue says more about them and their ability to handle situations and handle rough emotions and things than it does about you and how you handled them. Like maybe I would you say, didn't maybe you didn't <laughs> handle them perfect maybe you didn't handle them perfectly, but maybe that says more about, you know, those people and then there, you know, them being like, you know, well I
1: think that it's... We
2: we shouldn't be handling these things these ways. Yes. We should be bottling (laughs) bottling this shit up and just dealing with it and drinking more instead of actually addressing anything.
1: Well, to, to be fair, and there's been a few different types of situations where I've kind of been labeled as such. In certain situations, I think it was partially justified. In others, I do not. And in the ones that I don't think it was justified, I don't waste a lot of time... Thinking about in the times when I think yeah they probably had a point I could have handled it better just because I'm angry and this is something I see a lot of people do and this is something that I have worked very hard to change about myself just because I'm pissed off at a situation doesn't mean that I have the right to make everyone else feel uncomfortable because I need to express that moment that anger in that moment so if I was angry at one person in particular but I was around a number of people it would have been better and more mature and kinder to have addressed that privately because when that person that was between me and that person and they didn't deserve to be taken to task or humiliated in front of other people and those other people didn't deserve to feel uncomfortable because I couldn't control my temper so in that instance I agree that there are things that I could have handled differently at the same time there are times where people have judged me harshly because they thought I overreacted because they didn't know the fucking story. And if they right. knew the whole story, it would have been a very different situation. Or, and even other times, it, they were looking for excuses to be upset with me and that was just the easiest thing yeah, to find. So like, yeah, oh, I'm she like, behaved she's, badly she's, in right, this she's situation. She's being a bitch, so now right. I have an
2: excuse to, you know, right. dislike her exactly. or
1: distance myself despite the fact that she was fully justified in feeling those emotions at that time right. or she's going through a di- really difficult moment again I'm not saying it how dare you that... have
2: human-like mo- emotions <laughs> and things happen to right you.
1: and I'm not saying that that excuses the behavior because I right. do think that part of getting older and maturing is saying you know what this is not the best way or the best time or place for me to work this particular emotion but I will still have moments where I'm like I know if I stay in this situation I'm gonna lose my shit and I don't want to embarrass myself embarrass those close to me and make other people uncomfortable and so at those moments I will excuse myself it hasn't happened in a long time
2: I've started doing that yeah like that is one thing I will give credit to getting older like you do hopefully Get better at being like. This is a bad situation for me. I'm just going to remove myself from the
1: situation. But then there are people who chastise you for removing yourself because the simple removal is an offense. And it's like, look, you can't have it both ways. I'm going to feel how I feel. (laughs) Do
2: you you want me to leave and spare myself and probably the other people around me issues, or do you want me to sit here and fume and either talk about people behind their back later to get it off? Do you want me to like blow a gasket with everyone here, like?
1: I can make, I can make
2: everyone, uh, (laughs) I can ruin everyone's evening if you like. I'm fine with that, but.
1: I can make everyone mildly uncomfortable from like on a scale of one to ten. I can make them a two by saying, you know what, I need to, or just walking out. Or I can make everyone like an eight or nine by just completely blowing the fuck up. Right. Now, if you want to show and you want to see it, You're I saying, will give it to you. Right. If you want a scene. I, I, can, I can provide it. Yeah. I brought my props. I have costumes. We can make this work. Yeah. But I don't. But none of us are going to be happy after. It's like, you Except know. Except for
2: the set design people. Because <laughs> the set designs
1: are gorgeous. They will they will love it. However, yeah. the rest of us the next day are going to feel very bruised and battered. And, right. and you know, there used to be a de- a day where I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to burn, we're all going to fucking burn. You know, my face would start to get hot. I would get that sense of, like, moral outrage, and I'd be like, oh, no. This, like, you're going down. Like, you are not going to do that to me. And I would just go nuclear. I've always
2: <laughs> joked if I'm in a bad mood or something's going wrong, like, if I'm going down, I'm taking everyone with yeah. me. I say that at work Yeah, constantly, and everybody's like, <laughs> she's not kidding. This song, right? <laughs>
1: Like if I'm suffering everyone else is too and for me it was a sense of justice it was like if you're going to do something to me that I don't think is fair I'm gonna say something and it wasn't even just me there's been situations where I've seen stuff happening with others that I was like no that's some fucked up shit and even if it's not my place to say something I'm sorry I have to point out that that's some fucked up shit and it's created a lot of which awkward is, situations which <laughs> is a thing
2: like kind of an aside but that's a thing that I feel like we're seeing a lot of lately in social media and things you know people being verbally assaulted and stuff and restaurants and stuff you know about being different races and different colors and and strangers stepping in and being like hey you can't do that yeah so it's like you know there are times where it's completely 100 percent appropriate is my anger is my indignation is it justified is it productive as with everything being an adult, it's a balance and picking and choosing and, you know, like,
1: is this appropriate? But there are also a lot of people, I feel like, they hide behind the, I'm just honest. Like, they really make it very clear that... Anybody I've ever heard say, well, I'm just being honest is usually Like, prick. no, you're just being an asshole. Most of those people are pricks. Yes, like, and, and they... Yes, end- you're being honest, but you're a <laughs> You're being an asshole about it. Like, first of all, either you didn't say it in a way that was productive in, in any way You didn't have to say anything at all, actually. Like, it wasn't your place to even comment on this particular situation. Like,
2: everybody in the room actually already
0: thought what you said. Yeah. You just said it like a prick.
1: Yeah. And you've just taken a situation that was already bad, and you've made it worse by being honest.
0: But are there not situations where that might be merited? You talked about, um, Stephanie, you talked about measuring the situation and your response.
1: Oh, okay, so I, I have a friend who is black, and he has commented to me on the fact that when he's gone out with white people, white women in particular, either on dates or as friends, that he has a tendency to get a lot of dirty looks. And I said, so, you know, do you say anything or do you think he's like, no, 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 no. If I say anything, I'm going to be labeled the angry black man. And that's right. just going to bring wrath down on me. And I said, well, if I... Cause since we're friends and we had talked about going out and and it was a situation where there have been three white women and one black man. And he was like, well, I just need to let you know. We might get some funny looks so far in that circumstance. I haven't seen it. It hasn't occurred when I have been out in public with him and we've gone places. So I've, I've not witnessed it fortunately, but he has said, I can't say anything because of how I will be labeled, but you can say it and you can get away with it. So in that circumstance, it would be my responsibility to address what was happening because he can't do it. And yet I feel, and I think many people would agree, that if someone were being blatantly offensive and judging us because it was a single black man with three white women, regardless of the fact that we were friends or whatever. That it would need to be addressed because someone needs to know. Look, this isn't any of your fucking business, and you need to wipe that look off your face. Or, and not necessarily be antagonistic, but be like, yeah. you know, well, what is your problem? This is. Yeah,
2: it's similar. You know, like for example, the the incident that happened in Starbucks. What was that in Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, something like that? Uh, yeah, where the two men were there where the two <laughs> men were for a business meeting and they, they got kicked out. They, yeah, they were trying to kick him out, and the person that. Stepped in when the cop showed up and said, "You know, like they're not doing it." Was a white person yeah. because it was like, "Yeah," in that situation. Had one of the the men said, "I'm not doing anything wrong. We're waiting here for." Which I mean, they were saying, but they weren't really, you know, coming at him because I think for a lot of black people in situations, it's kind of it's turned into a pick your battle thing. Like you have become yeah. kind of resigned, like you know, this is the everyday, you know, yeah. kind of thing you run into and we have that ability as the white person in the situation to be like, hey, that's, like, that's, you know, where they talk about using your white privilege for good. yeah, and And being an ally.
1: Yeah.
0: So in that case, anger can be good.
1: It will, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you just need to flip your lid, but if you see something that you think is unfair, you have a right to say something, and in fact, you might be, you might be obligated to say something because the person who's actually being treated poorly if they say something it's not going to have the same positive effect right if you you say something it's going to
2: make them you know at least kind of go like oh whereas the person in you know the situation saying it it could result in them being in danger
1: yes yeah
2: Yeah. One uh, one of the women I work with actually had an incident this morning so she was at the gas station she was in her car she was sitting there she was you know kind of situating herself before she pulled off and she said, uh, a guy was coming out of the the gas station. Said the way he, like he looked at her. And she said he just had this this sneer, this look of like disgust. And she said, you know, there was, you know, I wasn't doing anything other than sitting in my car with a bagel, like you know the same bagel he had just bought. And she said, but this absolute look of just like repulsion like was he thinking about something else and happened to be glancing yeah. in her direction when he did it or was it because you know she was a black woman in a neighborhood in an area that's you know predominantly pretty white like and that was the first thing i said when she said you know this guy kind of looked in that direction i said to her i said was was the person white and she said yeah and i was cuz that was my first thought and she was like you know she goes i didn't say anything she goes i didn't instigate you know i didn't i just went on and drove off and I was like in my head I told her I said I would be like have a good day sir hope you're enjoying your day and she goes
1: that's not a thing I'm going to do like I'm just going to move on with Cause it because that makes you a target in right. a way that like you and I couldn't understand it I mean that, but there have been situations where I felt vulnerable and I didn't say or do something because I was concerned about the, the impact that could have and I, I, I texted you about it when I was standing in line and we were going to go see a movie and I think it was the most recent Star Wars no it was Jurassic World Anyway, so yeah. we were standing in line to go see Jurassic World, and we had to line up because there were enough people. It was the second one, and enough people wanted to go see it, and we're standing there, and there are these guys in front of me. It was like three guys, and they were talking, and it was one of those things where because we had to wait, I was sort of half listening to what they were saying, but also fucking around on my phone and, right. and, and not really paying a lot of attention. Then, I, you know, you start kept picking up on certain Things you that hear they're a saying, word or a tone, right? and you're like, "Wait a minute!" And you're like, "Who, And so they were. Uh, the The conversation started with discussions of like liberals. And oh, he's an okay liberal. So I per- perked up at that because I automatically was like, "Oh, he's an acceptable liberal. Interesting." So what is an acceptable liberal? But I was I was intrigued by the points that they were making because it was very obvious that the the, the three men and the way they were talking very clearly cast people of a certain political belief in one life. That they were painting everyone with the same brush. And so I was very curious to see what color this was. Like is it completely hideous or do they have some understanding? As the conversation progressed one of the guys then was like but then he, he admitted that he was Jewish or then he revealed he was Jewish. And he was like and at that point he was like I don't know if we can be friends. He's oh. like you can't just, you can't trust Jewish people. And at that point, I'm standing three feet away from him. And I look up from my phone and I'm staring at him and I'm giving him what had, to, had to have been like the epitome of my stink eye with one eyebrow raised and, and my eyes squinty like, are you fucking like, kidding did you me? Really did you, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: did you really just say that? Did you really just say? public? in 2018 to two of your fucking friends that you can't trust someone because they're Jewish and And presumably neither friend went well that's not really a no they wouldn't because then the guy next to him was like well yeah that's kind of what it's like with black people and I was like Uh, are you fucking kidding me (laughs) a super casual conversation in a movie theater with other people
0: just it just went to hell
1: and I'm just, and I'm sitting there and I was like, and I turned to see who's behind me and I'm quite, I don't know if my face looked red, but my face felt hot. And that's how I get when I get really angry, my face gets hot. I start to tingle and I get a little lightheaded. And I'm like, I cannot fucking believe what that person just said. And I, did you actually hear them? Did you, did you hear what they said? Or did you only hear what I told you?
0: I heard enough of the comments that when you turned to me with the look on your face, I knew
1: <laughs> you knew what I was reacting. I know what's well, happening.
0: <clears throat> and and here's the point. And here's for this episode, the anger. There's a point where your anger kicks in, where your sensibilities have been so offended that there's no recourse. And this is the problem with anger, which is trying to find a measured response because usually. When you become angry, someone has offended your emotional sensibilities to the point you're no longer sensible.
1: But here's the thing. Like, I, don't th- I don't think it's necessarily true that you're not sensible. Because I had enough sensibility. Well, first of all. You he, knew better than to turn around and punch him in the face. He's, that, that man, I'm sorry, that boy, saw the look on my face. And he immediately uh-huh. changed the subject. I was staring at him so hard and he looked up and he knew he and that's the fucking thing. Like he knew he said something he shouldn't have. Because if he hadn't, he never would have had that look of contrition. He never would have looked ashamed. Shame, right. Yeah, I don't even contrition is wrong because that implies that he felt bad about it. He would not have had that look of shame on his face if he hadn't known that what he said was offensive and wrong. Now he may have just still figured it was true but that it was not supposed to be have have been said in front of other people which is a completely different situation however he knew he had fucked up in having that conversation and making that statement where other people could hear and he immediately changed the subject at that point but i remember turning around to steve and i was so fucking angry i'm like I cannot believe he said that. And I really had I to... I mean, you messaged me. I think you I were did. still in I line. I was texting you at the yeah. time. I was so like, fucking I mean, outraged. It ruched. was one of those, like, this literally just happened and yeah. I'm fuming. I couldn't believe it. And I, and I had to sit in that moment 20 years ago. I just would have fucking gone off on the guy. But at this point, I'm, I was asking myself, okay, what is the value of actually saying something to this person? Because I, I would have caused a scene... I would have made people uncomfortable. I don't know if it would have escalated. And at the end of the day, would he have walked away and thought, you know maybe she's right i'm a, right. I'm a fucking bigot and maybe yeah. i shouldn't have racist opinions about black people and, and almost, jewish people and
2: i can almost guarantee that person does not feel that they're a racist person he would like have that, said it in public yeah, that dude but that yeah that but dude is, probably this. does not consider himself like you know that is probably a but i have black friends person
1: <laughs> but he doesn't have jewish friends because, because you can't trust, trust the jews <laughs> yeah and if they're jewish and black dear god right <laughs> but
2: in that situation i think your reaction makes sense like he wasn't saying it he was saying it in conversation and that's the kind of reaction i would have had like dude seriously whereas maybe you know if you've been standing in line and there's been somebody wearing a yarmulke in front of you and he made the comment well you can't trust jews that could have been one of the things that you looked up and been like dude if it was a, so if, it's, you know if it was one of these things where it was it was coming off as more of a you know like this guy basically made a casual comment to his friends <laughs> whereas opposed which Jesus to
1: us is it very casual to yeah. us yeah you know it's, I mean
2: you're like hooray for your casual racism sir uh. yeah um, but he made a casual comment and you heard it and were able to you know kind of give the indication like dude I heard what you said and the fuck. Or as opposed to like had there been a jewish person or a black person standing right in front of him and he said it out loud enough for the person in front of him to go like you know and turn around that may have been the thing that made you go hey and actually said something out loud
0: so is not and, having and, and, done something in a similar situation moral cowardice
2: no and, and that was the thing i was going to come around to is one thing about anger on you know whether it's justified whether it's not anger gives people a platform to show their values their ethics some of their morality yes that made you angry because you don't think that way like you don't (laughs) you're not like you you know whereas someone else that heard that could have been angry because they could have been like yeah I agree. You're right. You can't trust. Yeah. And you. their <laughs> anger and their anger would have been like, I'm angry because I feel the same way you yeah. do. Those people can't be trusted. But it, your anger was based on that's
1: not no, that's not that's correct. not a, that's not so, a socially acceptable. It's not even a social. That's not a morally acceptable yeah, stance like, to yeah, have. Yeah, but you're but, not a human. You're a prick.
0: <laughs> the human so being, that's where, a social animal. If if you hadn't taken that moment to make that social judgment to voice your social opinion, to help shut him down. I mean, should that not be what we all aspire to in our daily lives? I can't possibly. The ability to find social injustice and find a way to counter that social injustice at a measurable level.
1: I think that that, here's the thing, again, I think many people would look at what I did and think it wasn't enough. And I'm not sure it was enough. And there are other people that would look at what you did and be like, I wouldn't have interfered, I wouldn't have
2: done anything, I would have minded my business. But so again, picking battles, deciding what you're, like, and your reaction I'm sure was 100% like, you didn't think that reaction through. You heard it and your brain went, what? And your immediate reaction was to look up from what you were doing and go, and just stare at that person. Someone 20 years younger, somebody with more anger or rage issues, might have just flown right off the handle and been like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And like you said, made a scene, not necessarily made any, done anything productive by making a Because at that point, scene. they
1: might have been dismissed because like, oh, they're irrational and extremist, therefore I can dismiss yeah, what they like do. I,
2: well, and, I mean, they can on you know, like, well, you know, like, yeah, maybe I said something
1: I shouldn't, but that crazy bitch flew off the handle. I right. Mean, but at the same time, don't, I mean, isn't, shame an incredibly useful tool in helping but but it's
0: a social tool and that's what i've been trying to get yes i I get
1: that it's a social my but my point is that shame shame can be a wonderful motivator not necessarily great but i mean in that case or shut him the fuck up
0: motivator or suppressor
1: but well he should have been suppressed because saying things like that and
0: apparently he did
1: yeah i mean i guess he did i guess that the look on my face was enough to make him yeah. consider and that he shouldn't continue and so in those that things in,
0: in this instance your anger was not ill felt ill used or ill considered
1: but I don't know that it had the effect that it should have like I don't know that he didn't deserve to have me go that's fucked up yeah. like at the very least just look at him very calmly and say that's fucked up and, and there are situations where I have been confronted with something and I've been like yeah that's that's you know, not okay. You just... these
2: things. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, anger is very much a tool of morality, of your values, of your ethics, the things that you were raised to believe, or even the things that, you know, you were raised to believe that as an adult or as, you know, a teenager, whatever it is, you figured out, like, I was raised to believe these things and I don't agree with them. But you can put your morality on display with anger. Again, be it good or bad. Well... If Like, I don't agree with this thing, this thing that people are okay with, this thing that people support, it enrages me, and then on the other flip side,
1: I don't agree with this, these people and the things they support, it ain't... Well, let's face it. I mean, especially social media, which we've talked about before, has given people a platform to express their righteous indignation. And what they're doing, as we've discussed before, is often virtue signaling. So it's not always really about expressing genuine anger. It's about trying to prove that you're moral or that you're woke, if you want to use a more current term. Look how wonderful I am. Look how... Yeah, it's a competition to, pro- to <clears throat> prove that you are more enlightened enlightened and aware. And let's face it, I think in white people, it's a way to alleviate a certain amount of guilt. Interactive- like, yes, it's like if I post this stuff to, one, chastise other people for not being as woke and aware and enlightened as I am, then that makes me look more enlightened and aware, and therefore I benefit from my chastisement of other people. But at the same, so in that way, like that, in, in that context, that moral indignation, the, it's, it's about feeling superior and, and proving that you're better than someone else. And it's much less about just actually feeling like actually doing those things or, or being or, by that or or dis-
0: discussing the topics, examining
2: well, with social, those things with came social from. media, you also have the wonderful ability when you say something, whether it's popular on one side or the other. If people come at you or you start getting in arguments, you can delete your posts yes. and delete your comments. I'm like, oh, suddenly this got angry and fiery or people are coming at me saying things, you know. I this see, is toxic. I, I see this,
1: I'm not going to engage in this anymore.
2: <laughs> I see that when, you know, people post things that are not popular because vaguely racist or you know something like that and they make a comment and people come at them like well what do you mean by that and they try to justify it and then it turns into a thing and they try to backtrack and it doesn't work successfully and boom you can delete that shit and it's like it never happened and like but people remember
0: some I remember well um
1: one of the things that. Is problematic about anger, aside from other things we've discussed in regards to making other people uncomfortable and creating socially awkward situa- situations, situations for situations. It's my favorite kind of situation. A situation. Situation. Is uh, is that a titillating situation? Is a situation? I just made a new word. Titillation. Tit. Titillating. Titulation. Anyway. Okay, so we're... Get done. Merriam-Webster, now
2: it's Green Coons. coons
1: that sounds green. like a, a Green Coons. Sounds like a, a strange oh. fungus on your feet or something. Hey, they said it's curable. Or a VD. I don't know, an STD. Uh. I gotta go to the clinic. I've got green the, I've got the coons. Green Coons. Not again! Thank God it's cured by penicillin. Yes. <laughs> not not being a whore (laughs) oh my god (laughs) all right one of the things that's very problematic about anger is that it will make you angry it makes you angry but when you get that 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 anger response to a situation it actually from what i understand it kind of makes you dumber because it it um,
2: Do not
1: <laughs> no. What it does is it, it it triggers you to have an act first, think later response, and so it sort of like puts your cognition on hold. Like so, your your uh, rational side gets basically squashed because you're just in rage mode, and so your instinct it's, is to react. And it's a
2: bit of a it's a bit of the fight or flight.
1: Exactly, and it's yeah, the fight. You That's know. exactly what it is. Like so.
2: you, like some aspect, even if it is just you know your moral compass or your values, whatever, feel threatened, and when you feel threatened, fight or
1: flight. Exactly, and and you. And know, there I, is
2: no time to think. Yes. It is act.
1: And so, in, 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 unless you go into freeze mode, <laughs> and, then, and then your response is to not act, but to stay very, very still. But yeah, so And if, that's when you hear people say things, and your response is to go, ah. <gasps> but when it triggers the fight, of course, and it may not necessarily mean a physical fight, but it could very well trigger a response where you feel a need to respond to a situation, and maybe... <laughs> it up a notch like if somebody just says something casually but you have a very strong reaction to it that may trigger your fight response and therefore you end up going in and saying something and it kind of takes the situation to another level because you chose to confront it and that's not always a bad thing as we've said before sometimes confrontation is necessary but you do need to kind of weigh it you have to decide well it would be good to decide so whether you or not to try a, to weigh it you decide. can but that's the problem is 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 when you're having like a real genuine rage response there's no weighing there's no there's no hmm i wonder if my reaction to this is going to make it worse or make it better it's just react it's that hulk <laughs> like hulk smash you know right. you're just pissed and people and that and people that have it. ongoing
2: anger management issues and fly into rages at the simplest thing yeah they're Either that ability or if it's something biological or chemical that, like, in our cases, we're generally able to go, like, this makes me angry, but my reaction needs to be this. You get the people that are, like, i angry. Yeah. Me. Me hit. Me smash, You said, Hulk smash. Yes. There, like, you know, there isn't the, the rational, like you said before, you know, your ability to process things to be logical is gone. Like, your brain is just, you know, you go from zero to, to 100. You're, you're done. You're off. And I know, I run into that kind of thing like at work, like something pisses me off on my work computer, and my immediate reaction is to go, what the fuck? And it is, it is not controlled, I am sitting in a cubicle, in a sea of cubicles, and there are other people at their desks, and there is, you know, a, hand, a set of hands flying up going, what the fuck? But it's my immediate reaction, and especially after several years of doing my job, you would think I would be able to control that better, but no, every single time something pisses me off, that's my reaction.
1: And and I'll have that. Mine is, are you fucking kidding me? That tends to be my rage reaction. And and there are times when I can rein in and I can control it, but that's taken years. I, I still, to this day, have a certain amount of blurring issues in regards to something really... I hate to use the word trigger because it's used so frequently now. But if something really... You sets know, you off. Yeah, if it's something that I feel passionately about and and, and I consider to be highly offensive, and it's pretty hard to offend me, but if it's something that I consider like just just terrible, blatantly terrible, (laughs) my immediate reaction is like, are you fucking kidding me? And in fact, when that incident occurred at the theater, I'm pretty sure I turned around and looked at Steve and went, are you fucking kidding me? Because that's my response. Because it's this, like, I cannot believe that this person is doing this thing that is so obviously awful or inappropriate. and. It used to be that I would just immediately react, and now that that I've tempered that a bit with some maturity and some experience to to draw that in, but there's still that initial reaction that it can be very difficult to control, and people who are addicted to that and get high on it, to be quite honest, there was a long time where I derived pleasure from being angry, especially... Moral indignation, or or, or self righteous indignation, right. where that anger was not just oh something terrible is happening and I'm really bothered by it, but someone's doing something that I consider to be terrible and I'm really offended by them. And thank God I'm a better person. It's so satisfying to be like, it's juicy and dramatic because this person's doing something terrible, and at the same time you get that sense of superiority. It's like not only are they terrible, and that's interesting. I can take comfort in knowing that I would never do such a thing because I'm a morally superior person. I'm correct.
2: I would never do that. Right. I would,
1: yeah. And it's
2: and again, it comes back to the thing about, like, maybe you feel good about it. Maybe that's a nice feeling. Maybe that gives you some kind of a high, but is it productive?
1: Not really. Like, <laughs> especially
2: because when you, when, you, when you have that mentality toward it, when you're constantly, oh, I'm outraged. Oh, I'm angry. Oh, this is wrong. Oh, this is wrong. You're not changing anything. You're not fixing anything. You're complaining. Yes. Like, and there are things. And you're criticizing. Yeah, and there are things I realize, and most often time I run into it, I come into it, is at work, myself, coworkers, Mm -hmm. where something's changed, something's happened, and everybody's pissed off about it. And we talk to each other, and we go around in circles about, you know, well, they're doing this, and what they should be doing is this, and why are they doing it that way? And it's not changing anything. It's basically, it's, you know, we're angry and we're complaining. we're not fixing anything it's not like we're saying it's not like we're going to a boss or a supervisor or the person doing the thing we're complaining about and saying yo why are you doing this yeah well you could be doing this this or this or i know you know you're supposed to be doing this this or this and that's not what you're doing so you're just outraged so instead we're just outraged and we're bitching and we're stressing ourselves and each other out by complaining about it often the same thing day after day or even multiple times in the same day and it's it suits no purpose and other it, than us to be I'm right
1: this yes. is right I'm the right person in this those people are incorrect and that provides a certain amount of satisfaction but at the same time that impotent anger that anger that you're not using to do anything with is actually they're damaging to you it can create a lot of damage to you physically so this emotion that you're having as with many emotions can be very harmful to your health if you don't find a way so if you can find a way either to temper it or to channel into something positive, it's much better. So anger in itself isn't necessarily bad, it's what you do with that anger that really dictates whether or not it's harmful to you or not, or whether or not it's harmful uh, to other people. Cr- chronic anger causes
2: stress, it causes your cortisol rises, your blood pressure rises, It deteriorating.
1: And be, beyond that, it can actually, from some of the research that I looked at, it can impair your brain. So it can damage neurons in your brain and it can impair both memory and decision making. Which when you think about it, like let's look at it from politics, when you have people who are very staunchly set in their beliefs, especially people who have been shown that perhaps what they believe isn't entirely true. When you've spent a lot of time being angry, if it does impair your memory and it does impair your decision-making, that means that it's very easy to gloss over times in the past where, you, where what you believe to be true has been shown to be wrong, and it impairs your ability to judge the situation and make a logical decision. And so when you have people in, in a country, which we're in now, I feel, that has been kind of torn asunder and you have both sides of the spectrum being pitted against each other, if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, the anger that we're feeling, if for the people who are constantly angry and aren't doing anything productive with that anger, it is impairing our ability to remember the past, so to see it clearly and to make decisions for the future. And so that division and fury that is being fostered, I think, in our country is actually making it harder for us to move forward. Not just because, oh, we're divided and, you know, divided we fall, united we stand. It's not just that. It goes beyond that to the fact that it's impairing our cognition and our ability to make decisions that are in our best interests. because brains are being physically affected by our rage the other side's always wrong no the that other side's
2: always wrong you're that enraged your ability to be reasonable yeah your ability <laughs> to be reasonable to be rational to say they have this problem we have this problem oh maybe there is some middle ground here yeah. you're blinded to that your yeah. brain is not going to process that your brain's not going to you're so angry you're like, I'm angry. I'm angry at these people. At this idea, I can't see that there's anything even remotely similar about yes. our sides, about our opinions. Nothing. We have
1: nothing in common. Yeah.
2: This, you know, this is and this can't be solved. There is no way to fix yes. this problem because this is this and this is. And this. we're too different. Yeah. And that's it's not at all correct. I mean, I
1: and and, and some and some people are so so addicted to being outraged. That even if you were to present a reasonable counterpoint and say you know I know where you're coming from but here's this thing that we could consider here's this compromise or this middle ground they so badly want to be angry that they won't listen to anything because then they don't get that that anger high they don't get that rage high so they will and they don't get to end the
2: argument or the issue with I was right this came out in my favor because I was right. Yes. Because if you compromise, if you say, you know, this thing that's been suggested actually does work out for both of us, you're basically saying, like, oh, well, maybe I was angry for no reason or maybe I was angry for or you no Or no you were only 80%, right? Yeah. You like, weren't you know, 100%, right? Like, well, I guess right? <laughs> that other person that I was angry at that I said, they didn't know what the hell they were talking about and they were trash oops I guess maybe they completely weren't and so yeah you lose you lose that moral high ground if you want you lose that that superiority you lose that edge and for things like politics that's a big deal like if you're meeting their anger if you're getting people to agree with you even if you don't make anything of it like nothing happens there's a stalemate people still see that as winning because you look like the angriest and your anger was the thing that, you know, in the end came out on top. The Even, loudest
1: person wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: nothing was, nothing was done, nothing, nothing was, was
1: compromised, you know, yeah. it was resolved. It's. And that's, I think, what a lot of the, the conflict comes around to, is that it's more about, like, not trying to figure out what's best, but trying to prove who's right. And so, honestly, it comes a lot down to pride. Which, I mean, if you really want to bring it back to the seven deadly sins, which I had mentioned at the beginning, wrath yes. is one of the... Se- it's very heavily linked to pride it's incredibly difficult to admit that you were wrong there's there's a a, for me one of the worst emotions for me is shame because it's a combination of so many like i'm angry at myself i'm embarrassed that i didn't do something and i'm sorry and i feel guilty that i hurt another person or i did something that was harmful so it's a, a mix of like all the worst negative emotions i have and To be honest when you're if if you ever dare admit that maybe you shouldn't have been so angry because perhaps you weren't entirely right there's always that element of shame like maybe i overreacted or maybe i made the situation worse because i didn't keep myself in check and that shame is so so painful people will never admit that they're wrong or mistaken because that emotion of shame and embarrassment is stronger than the ability to be reasonable. They would rather give the appearance of being right and convince themselves that they're right than admit that they were wrong and feel that sense of shame. And you you know you see that with things like you know scandals like in politics celebrities
2: things like that where you know things come out you know about things people have done you know like lied committed crimes and things like that yeah and you will do everything in your power to avoid admitting that that's the case and that that's true because, yeah, if that happens, then you have to admit that
1: you did something
2: wrong. Yeah, you then fucked then, up. Yeah, and then, yeah. You <laughs> and know. you
1: were wrong, and, you yeah. yeah. And, and so then you have
2: the shame setting down on you, whereas before you were right and everybody was, you know, on your side yeah. because of it, and then now nobody's
1: on your side. And if you're right, that makes you morally superior, yeah. too. Right. It makes you smarter, and it makes you more moral. And so people get addicted to that, 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 that uh, I mean, moral yeah, indignation. And, and I've been there too, especially in, in times of my life, especially when I was struggling with things that were going on. It's a wonderful distraction, getting caught up in what other people are doing wrong and then saying, well... I have been in similar situations, but I've never sunk as low as they have. I handled it like this. Right. So it so like not only can you say, all right, what that person's doing is wrong or fucked up or damaging or whatever, you also get the pleasure of saying, Well, I would never do that. And if you've been in a similar situation and handled it differently, more is the better. Because it's not even a hypothetical. I wouldn't do that. It's a I didn't do that. Exactly. I never saw it to that level. So that gives me even more right to judge you and tell you that what you did is wrong and that can be it can be such a fucking high it can be so addictive to just look at what everyone else is doing and determine that it's wrong and that you would never do such a thing and like i am so much better than all of these pieces yes. of shit yes yes and and i've been there and i have had to make a concerted effort and it's not that I ever thought I was flawless because I never have I, I continuously the, those types of criticisms that I was making about other people I was also making internally I was just having those conversations quietly with myself rather than you know with other people out loud like crazy people do. right it, yeah. although sometimes I would discuss it with other people but it's difficult to do that because you're having to admit your failings and then again that shame creeps in but you know I've been in those situations where it was like oh let's let's talk I can't wait let's talk about the the abhorrent behavior that this person's taking part in so that we can assure ourselves that we are so morally superior and the thing is as I've gone through more situations and lived through shit it's given me a lot more um, compassion for other people because even if in that situation first of all in certain situations of like oh yeah I did that same thing I totally understand why they're behaving that way and it's terrible but I get it because I did the same thing or it's I may not have done that but I can totally understand, to understand the understand compulsion yeah I'm, I'm
2: very much like I was talking about that I was thinking about you know like gossip
1: yeah. it's so
2: because you get to hear about what other people are doing or what yes. they're going through and yeah that's this opportunity whether it's something you've experienced or whether or not you you know or you haven't it's this ability to be like oh and you get that opportunity to judge the situation, yeah. and like you said, you know, I was in that situation. I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't sink to or, that level. <laughs> or you know, I was in. I wasn't in that situation, but I wouldn't do that. Or I would. And I'm. I'm one of those people very much when a lot of gossip things when people tell me things like when people say like, oh, she did this or he did that, or you know, I can't believe they would do that. I'm one of those people that always goes like, I don't know. I'm gonna be real honest. If that was me, I would probably have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, and I'm always very much, and I'm like, I'd like to think I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. that's not the good. That's not the thing you would want to say when like, you're know, I'm like, I'm a good person. I wouldn't do that. But I'm like, you know, yeah. you hear people, you know, I'm like you know, people do things because it feels good or because it yeah. seems like the right thing to do or because it's in the heat of the moment. And I'm like. I am not so good of a person that I'm going to be like, you know, oh, I would never do that. Or, right. Oh, dear God, what a horrible person. i be like, Nah, I, I totally get what they were going for. Like, you know, like the thing where people say, you know, like, what would you do if you sold $20 laying on the street and you saw it fall out of somebody's back pocket as they were walking, you know, something, you know, that kind of thing. And, you know, people are always like, well, I would find them and I would give them the $20 back. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to think that, but I'm going to be real honest. If I sold $20 laying on the sidewalk, I'd be like, oh, it's fucking $20.
1: And again, it goes back to that thing like if it's a situation where they really are very angry or they're hurting, like it's very hard to expect people to behave in a rational manner when they have that amount of heightened emotion, especially anger. But I mean, different emotions can certainly play into that. So it's very easy when you're not that angry or upset to judge someone else for behaving that way but until you're in that position you don't really know it's very nice for us to sit back and be the armchair quarterback and say we wouldn't do that or we would do that but until you're there you just don't know. yeah i'm gonna say
2: hypotheticals are you know just that like this is what i think i would do this is you know or i know this is what i would do
1: yeah that yes that's very that's a very precarious statement statement to make and and also that oh I would never really how many things can you say I like to play this little game with myself where I think of really terrible things to do and then I'm like what situation would I have to be in to make that terrible thing justifiable not because I want to do it but I'm like because I really think that everything is (laughs) it's all about it's a roller coaster what is the (laughs) It's all about perspective. Everything is situational. Like, you don't know. Like, there can be a situation where somebody does something terrible, but based on the circumstances, yeah. it's completely understandable. Black
2: or white, gray area as I think. Like, I, I am very There's much. almost always gray. Yeah, I am very much one of those people. I do not believe that they're, like, that everything is black and white. I am, and th- probably some of that's because I just don't like really making, like, hard and fast decisions or, like, you Absolute. know, being, like. Like, stealing's always bad. I'm like, well, if you stole a TV because you were like, fuck them, I'm taking this TV, that's bad. But if you stole five bags of groceries because you and your kids are fucking starving, like, the person that stole a TV because they were like, fuck you, I want this person's TV, yeah, yeah, that's a crime. That person should probably, like, I don't know, pay a fine or go to jail or eat some bugs as punishment.
1: The person that stole food because their kids were starving to death, no. What's the greater sin, letting your kids... Starve or stealing? Yeah, so, It's letting your kids start Yeah, I'm like, so I don't. This black and white is
2: not a thing. Everything has a gray area, and so when it comes to, it's you all know,
1: relative, right? <laughs> yeah, and it and, and then that's. An, I mean, I think there are certain things that I. There are certain absolutes that I hold. There's very, very few of them. And again, the older I get, the more gray areas I see. I do think that extremist viewpoints are very dangerous because I think it lacks a certain amount of compassion and willingness to both under, attempt to understand where other people are coming from and to just judge them and again Judgment's all about making you feel better because you believe you're right. That's what it all comes down to And, and I think
2: extreme viewpoints also can be you know, like it can be a lack of compassion But yeah, it's just be a lack of logic.
1: Yeah like Oh, you go, depending oh, yeah.
2: on which way you go like, you know, like okay like that person's hard and fast on this They're being completely you like there's no compassion That's a horrible way to think but then you can go on the complete opposite, and you'd be like That's completely illogical that makes no sense you're being
1: ridiculous and that's why political spectrum some people talk about the political spectrum and they talk about left and right they make it sound as though it's linear but in truth it's more circular like both ends of the spectrum are much more alike than than the things in the middle because extremism on either end is extremism yeah (laughs) i mean oh is that is that how that that
2: works that is how that works (laughs) shut up Um, But, I mean, you know, if you're all the way over to the left or you're all the way over to the right, not necessarily in politics, but in in any position, any position, yes. How much closer are you to the other extreme by being on your extreme? Like, you're closer by being at those far points than you would be if you were both in the middle
1: off. Because you're still, you're you're blinded Mm -hmm. by an ability to see compromise. You're, to be honest, there's an intolerance there. A lot of it comes down, again, to trying to be right rather than trying to... Um, do what is good Exactly. and it's yes it's all very damaging so what it comes down to is like I, I think we can agree that anger has a purpose and that you can channel it into something very very good but it's about what you do with that emotion and it's about the degree uh, uh, that way that you have and and that there are points when it can be very bad for you but there's points when it can be good and it's really I would argue it's really about um, perspective and and trying your best to really understand another person rather than just reacting immediately because your brain is is going into Hulk mode and just wants to smash rather than trying to be a a compassionate controlled rage (laughs) channeled rage let's put it that way if you if you must be enraged which there are certainly times when it is necessary least use it for good use that power for good right. rather than control <laughs> burn
2: not scorched earth
1: <laughs> there you go all right well i guess we are done talking about that um, because which makes I'm, me so angry i'm so pissed off <laughs> i gotta go do a rage workout oh, now <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you very much for listening and i'm amanda and that's stephanie
2: And we both have asshole brains.
1: And we have asshole brains, but just remember, it's not a competition. We're all fucked up. (laughs) Good night. We are not scientists, medical professionals, or mental health experts. We are simply two people interested in discussing a topic that affects everyone, either directly or indirectly. We are not expressing expert opinions, and anything we say should not replace medical advice or treatment. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety, especially if you are thinking of harming yourself or someone else, please seek the help of a mental health or medical professional. The number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. You can also chat with them online. Take care.
0: My Asshole Brain was written and hosted by Amanda Green and Stephanie Coons. Artwork by Doug Tolls. produced by Stephen Beasley, and presented by Grizzly Enterprises. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.